Shalom and welcome everyone to Daily Bread for Busy Moms. This is a daily Bible reading podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and so daily we read portions from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August, and the 12th of Elul on the Hebrew calendar. It is the 13th day of the 40 days of repentance, where we search our hearts and search our lives to draw near to the King, and it culminates on the Day of Atonement, that's day 40. This week, our parasha, our portion in the Torah, is called Ki Tavo, which means when you come in. And today we will start in Deuteronomy, or Dvarim, 26, verses 16 through 19. Before we start reading, let's take a minute to bless God, to thank Him for giving us His precious word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people, Israel, and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Today, the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. You shall therefore keep and do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord is your God, and that you would walk in his ways, keep his statutes, his mitzvot, and his ordinances, and obey his voice. The Lord has declared today that you are his people for his own possession, as he has promised you, and that you should keep all his mitzvot. He will make you high above all nations that he has made, in praise, in name, and in honor, and that you may be a holy people to the Lord your God, as he has spoken. That was Deuteronomy 26, 16-19. Today's portion from the prophets is Amos, or Amos, uh, chapters 3 and 4. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, sons of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up out of the land of Egypt, saying, I have only chosen you of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all of your sins. Do two walk together unless they have agreed? Will a lion roar in the thicket when he has no prey? Does a young lion cry out of his den if he has caught nothing? Can a bird fall in a trap on the earth where there is no snare set for him? Does a snare spring up from the ground when there is nothing to catch? Does the shofar alarm sound in a city without the people being afraid? Does evil happen to a city and the Lord has not done it? Surely the Lord the Lord will do nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? 
The Lord, the Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt and say, Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria and see what unrest is in her and what oppression is among them. Indeed, they do not know to do right, says the Lord, who store up violence and robbery in their palaces. Therefore the Lord the Lord says, An adversary will overrun the land, and he will pull down your strongholds, and your fortresses will be plundered. This is what the Lord says. As the shepherd rescues out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the sons of Israel be rescued who sit in Samaria on the corner of a couch and on the silken cushions of a bed. Listen and testify against the house of Yaakov, says the Lord, the Lord God of hosts. For in the day that I visit the transgressions of Israel on him, I will also visit the altars of Bethel, and the horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. I will strike the winter house with the summer house, and the houses of ivory will perish, and the great houses will have an end, says the Lord. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who tell their husbands, Bring us drinks. The Lord, the Lord, has sworn by his holiness that, behold, the days shall come on you, that they will take you away with hooks, and the last of you with fish hooks. You will go out at the breaks in the wall, everyone straight before her, and you will cast yourselves into Harmon, says the Lord. Go to Bethel and sin, to Gilgal and sin more. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Burn a thank offering of that which is leavened, and proclaim freewill offerings and publish them. For this pleases you, you sons of Israel, says the Lord the Lord. I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities, and lack of bread in every town. Yet you have not returned to me says the Lord. I also have withheld the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest, and I caused it to rain on one city and caused it not to rain on another city. One place was rained on, and that piece where it did not rain withered. So two or three cities staggered to one city to drink water and were not satisfied, yet You have not returned to me, says the Lord. I struck you with blight and mildew many times in your gardens and your vineyards, and the swarming locusts have devoured your fig trees and your olive trees, yet you have not returned to me, says the Lord. I sent plagues among you like I did to Egypt. I have slain your young men with the sword and have carried away your horses, and I filled your nostrils with the stench of your camp. Yet you have not returned to me, says the Lord. I have overthrown some of you, as when God overthrew Dom and Amorah, and you were like a burning stick 
plucked out of the fire. Yet you have not returned to me, says the Lord. Therefore thus I will do to you, Israel, because I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, Israel. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the high places of the earth, his name is the Lord of hosts. That was Amos chapters 3 and 4. Today's portion from the writings is Second Chronicles 9. When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Shlomo, she came to test Shlomo with hard questions at Yerushalayim, with a very great caravan including camels that bore spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. When she had come to Shlomo, she talked with him about all that was in her heart. Shlomo answered all her questions. There was not anything hidden from Shlomo which he did not tell her. When the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Shlomo, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his ministers, their clothing, his cupbearers also, their clothing, and his ascent by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in my own land of your acts and of your wisdom. However, I did not believe their words until I came, and my eyes have seen it, and behold, half of the greatness of your wisdom was not told me. You exceed the fame that I heard. Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom." Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you to set you on his throne, to be king for the Lord your God, because your God loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore he made you king over them, to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great abundance, and precious stones. There was never before such spice as the queen of Sheba gave to the king Shlomo. The servants of Huam and the servants of Shlomo, who brought gold from Ophir, also brought algum trees and precious stones. The king used algum tree wood to make terraces for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house, and harps and stringed instruments for the singers. There were none like these seen before in the land of Yehuda. King Shlomo gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire. Whatever she asked, in addition to that which she had brought to the king, so she turned and went to her own land, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Shlomo in one year was 666 talents of gold in addition to that which the traders and merchants brought. All the kings of Arabia and the governors of the country brought gold and silver to Shlomo. 
King Shlomo made 200 bucklers of beaten gold. 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one buckler. He made 300 shields of beaten gold. 300 shields of 300 shekels of gold went to one shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. There were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne, and armrests on either side by the place of the seat, and two lions standing beside the armrests. Twelve lions stood there on the one side, and on the other on the six steps. There was nothing like it made in any other kingdom. All King Shlomo's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Silver was not considered valuable in the days of Shlomo, for the king had ships that went to Tarshish with Huram's servants. Once every three years, the ships of Tarshish came, bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Shlomo exceeded all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the earth sought the presence of Shlomo to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. They each brought tribute, vessels of silver, vessels of gold, clothing, armor, spices, horses, and mules every year. Shlomo had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horsemen that he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king at Yerushalayim. He ruled over all the kings from the river even to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Yerushalayim as stones, and he made cedars to be as abundant as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland. They brought horses for Shlomo out of Egypt and out of all lands. Now the rest of the acts of Shlomo, first and last, are they not written in the history of Nathan the prophet, and in the prophecy of Achia the Shilonite, and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Yerovam the son of Nevat? Shlomo reigned in Yerushalayim over all Israel forty years. Shlomo slept with his fathers, and he was buried in his father David's city, and Rechavam his son reigned in his place. That was Second Chronicles, chapter 9. And now for our portion from the Apostles today, we'll be reading Hebrews 9. Now indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and an earthly sanctuary, for a tabernacle was prepared. In the first part were the menorah, the table, and the showbread, which is called the holy place. Behind the second parochet was the tabernacle, which is called the holy of holies, having a golden altar of incense, and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which was a golden pot holding the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant, and above it 
were the Kruvim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Concerning these things we cannot speak now in detail. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the Kohanim always went into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the services. But into the second, the Kohen Gadol alone, once in the year, not without blood, which he offers for himself and for the errors of the people. The Ruach HaKodesh is indicating this, that the way into the holy place was not yet revealed while the first tabernacle was still standing. This is a symbol of the present age where gifts and sacrifices are offered that are incapable concerning the conscience of making the worshiper perfect, being only with foods and drinks and various washings, fleshly ordinances imposed until a time of reformation. But Mashiach came as a Kohen Gadol of the good things to come, through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered once for all into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify to the cleanness of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Mashiach, who through the eternal Ruach offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, since a death has occurred for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant, that those who have been called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a last will and testament is, there must of necessity be the death of him who made it. For a will is in force where there has been death, for it is never in force while he who made it lives. Therefore, even the first covenant has not been dedicated without blood. For when every commandment has been spoken by Moshe to all the people, according to the Torah, he took the blood of the calves and the goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Moreover, he sprinkled the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry in the same way with the blood. And according to the Torah, almost all things are cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Mashiach has not entered into holy places made with hands, which are representations of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the Kohen Gadol enters into the holy place year by year, with blood not his own, or else he must have suffered often since the foundation of the world. But now, 
Once at the end of the ages, he has been revealed to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men once to die, and after this judgment, so Mashiach also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time without sin to those who are eagerly awaiting for him for salvation. That was Hebrews chapter 9. If you're reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Acts 4 today also. Well, that concludes our readings for today. And I want to take a minute to mention something about our next year's reading cycle. Uh, first of all, I hope that if you are wanting to get the journal, that you've ordered your copy at arielmedia.shop. And secondly, I wanted to talk about the Bible translation that we'll be using this coming up year. So we'll be starting our eighth cycle, I believe, of reading through the Bible. And we have read a few different translations because translations are just translations. So it's good to get a varied input of different translations so that you get a broader picture. And so we've used the TLV, the Tree of Life version, in the past. And now for two years, we've used the NJV, the New Jerusalem version, which has been very good. And we're just finishing up our second year with the New Jerusalem version. And we have decided that next year we'll be going back to the Tree of Life version, the TLV. So if you have one, um, you can follow along with us, or maybe you'd be interested in getting one before we start the new cycle. So we'll be reading from the TLV next year. That is the new cycle that starts in October after the high holidays. All right, well, that's the announcement I wanted to make for today. I pray you have a blessed day and go in the strength of the Lord. I'm Johanna with daily bread for busy moms. Shalom from Israel until next time.